0: Richard and Julie with you. Good to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Celebrating Canada's newest astronaut in one hour. Catching up with the vaccinations in our next half hour. Two chances to win this afternoon. The mayor on next steps on the golf course study of 10 of the 12 courses in our city. That's after 4.30. We begin with a conversation on the future of our Manitoba parks. That new booking system started today focusing in on yurts. And the pandemic underscored our love of the outdoors. So far, all reports the new system is working just fine. A report completed for the provincial government earlier this year noted the need to spend millions in the future on our parks to meet that future demand. Two guests join us on 680 CJOB. Jamie Manis is author of the ever-popular Hike Manitoba. Eric Ritter with the Wilderness Committee is also with us. Eric, you've been at this for many years. I'm not sure you'd like to see expansion of any services but i won't put words in your mouth when we look at manitoba parks right now where
1: is the investment in your view needed the investment in uh thanks for having me on first but uh the investment in provincial parks is needed in growing parks uh it's not even necessarily that we need to expand the services in but we need a lot more parks so that there are more destinations and uh, less people trying to cram into the same areas. Yeah,
0: I like to camp, um but I think my camping days are over, but the yurts are appealing. How do you feel about those types of services in our parks so we can get closer to nature but have some of those creature comforts? We're not all all, all like you, Eric that will just take a sleeping bag and, and sleep almost anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what we need, right? There's different segments of the population that uh, are going to go find comfort in nature and in wilderness and in our parks in different ways. And it's been clear for years that the yurts were very popular and that we should be expanding those. And you know, working with uh, some of my colleagues in First Nations, uh, their desire is to see rental things rather than uh, the ownership of you know cottages or things inside uh, provincial parks. They really like to see uh, rental places so that a whole bunch of different people can come in and use it. So there'll be areas of our parks that we're going to have rentals. We're going to have those yurts, the beautiful ones on uh, uh, Bird Lake and at Tulibee overlooking the lake. Those are wonderful things to have, and there are a lot of places we can expand those. But as we expand our yurts, uh, we can't just keep putting it in the same parks because our population is growing, and scientists are telling us that uh, parks aren't just uh, a luxury the protection of nature and setting aside nature and wilderness is really critical for our society and our planet.
2: Jamie Manis, you you obviously love to be in the outdoors. Is there a way for things like this to coexist? That we can have the protection, we can have the parks and and the availability for the wildlife, the flora and fauna if you will, but also to allow people like yourself and others to enjoy them at the same time. Can these two things coexist?
3: Oh, absolutely, they can. And thank you very much for inviting me on the show today. I believe, uh, you know, um, preserving wildlife and nature as we know it, and also providing opportunities for individuals from all uh, walks of life and abilities. Uh, to be able to enjoy the parks is possible. Uh, we just need to see, uh, we've seen a significant improvement in a lot of the parks so far over the past five to 10 years, and if we see that continue. Um, but I do agree that uh, more parks are needed or development of existing into uh, into the unused areas to, uh, to ensure that we do um, have more space for people to visit so we don't see that
2: overcrowding. And is that, in in that way, does it make it an easier sell for government to set aside the land, Jamie, as we see more people going out into the wilderness and experiencing? A lot of people hadn't really experienced it until they were forced to stay in their own backyard, if you will, due to the pandemic. And, you know, sometimes it can be a tough sell to, to put the, the land aside or to invest in parks. But as more people use them, again, I think maybe that's what pushes government to do just that.
3: Yeah, because I think it's fair to say that before the pandemic, uh, the parks were not nearly as busy, but the province has been open and the borders for traveling, especially in Canada, have been open for quite some time. And we're still seeing tons of traffic into the parks. And booking today was a great indicator that people are still exploring Manitoba. Uh, The yurt booking... Um, I booked a yurt, and it went off without a hitch. The new system is amazing. um but we also saw that they booked up pretty quickly. There's still some availability in some of the provincial parks, uh, mostly the northern ones, but um, so it shows that people are still eager to get outdoors with in Jay- Manitoba
0: with Jamie Manis hike, Manitoba, Eric Ritter of the Wilderness Committee. So, Eric, you'd like to see more provincial parks. In in that way, is there existing Crown land that could be uh, simply adopted or adapted to to park space that way?
1: Yeah, we've had a program in the province called the Protected Areas Initiative since 1992, uh, and there was almost 200 different areas in the province uh, that were being looked at um, to protect. And I'm just going to mention that when we talk about protection, Uh, of land and designation for parks we're not talking about protecting it from people hiking or visiting Um, the explicit uh, regulations and the legislation says that we're keeping uh, logging mining hydro development and oil and gas development out of a protected area and that's what makes it a protected area and that's what makes it a park so as we build new parks we're absolutely going to be building it with uh, hiking trails, you know, people-powered trails, uh, accessible places, so somebody with uh, who has mobility concerns can go and sit on the uh, side of a lake and visit. Those are all those are all parts of uh, building the new parks. And you know, crown land is uh, one of the terms that's used for it, of course. Uh, but the reality is that all of the land that's uh, public accessible land in the province is traditional territory, and the move. For more parks is going to be done through Indigenous protected and conserved areas with First Nations who would like to see uh, tourism opportunities, economic opportunities through you know biodiversity con- conservation and guiding in their regions and that's how we're going to grow more protected parks like Fisher Bay Provincial Park, like Key. we already have the models in the province we're already doing it but for the last six, seven years, maybe eight years this has really been on hold and we need to see this ramped up
0: Great point. Thank you both for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Eric Thank you. Ritter of the Wilderness Committee, Jamie Manis of Hike Manitoba. Hopefully soon we'll be able to get into our parks. We have to deal with a little bit of spring and probably some flooding as well. Richard and Julie with you coming up. Christian O'Mell has sports. Pair of Western Conference teams can book spots in the playoffs with wins tonight. The Kraken lets it widen their lead on the Jets for the first wild card spot in the West. Brad Gushue and company look to get back above 500 at the Worlds in Ottawa. And who has their one shining moment tonight, UConn or San Diego State?
2: Will there be speed bumps or potholes in this review? As the minister responsible says, an outside agency looks needs to look at MPI. The story after we check. Traffic and weather 314, the news on 680 CJOB.